0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Downforce Diaries. I would give you a number, but I don't really know which number we're on. I think it's five. Is it five? No, last week was five. We're on six. That could be completely wrong anyway. It's really not relevant. Today we're doing a Singapore preview. So we're talking all things Singapore, all things race weekend, predictions, yada, yada, yada. Um, but the difference is this weekend I have a guest. Oh yeah. um, Literally, I have been trying to our guests for quite a while now and... Obviously, I made that video a few weeks ago, asking people to come on, and it was such a good response. Um, so I've got lots and lots of guest plans for the next few weeks. This is the first of many. Um... I have a lovely girl called Shanna on with me this week. She's from Australia. She's got her own page as well. I can, I'll direct you to in the description of this. If you just have a look, I'll show you what her art is and stuff like that. So you can go check out her stuff as well. It's really good, and she's got a podcast as well. But yeah, it was really, really fun to have her on. I had a really great time. Um, we had a really good conversation, which is what this is going to be today. I'm still working on the mic situation. I'm not going to lie to you. Mine is still a little bit muffled, so you're just going to have to excuse that um, for a little while. I'll also try and sort it out. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. So let's get straight into it. Um, So, do you want to start by going ahead and introducing yourself?
1: Hi guys, I'm Shanna, also known as Formula Shanna on TikTok. I am a part-time motorsport content creator, I guess, and also an aspiring want to work in motorsport, basically. Um, I have been watching motorsport since I can remember. I do not remember a time where motorsport wasn't involved in my life, so it makes sense that I've
0: come here to talk more about it. Yeah, no, for real. I'm, I'm so, so excited to have you on, because, like, I've seen your stuff, your stuff's come on my few page so many times, um, and I didn't even realise until you reached out to me that it was your stuff, but I actually really love your, your videos and stuff, so it's like, <laughs> like, low-key bit of a fangom, like, oh, my <laughs> Um, But you're from Australia, so, like, the other side of the world, I have to ask this question, and if this is a sore subject, I'm so sorry, but did you get tickets to Melbourne? Yes, I did, thankfully. Oh, I'm, oh, like, wicked. I'm
1: actually okay with answering this, yes. So, Yeah, I'm in Sydney at the moment, and that's where I'm based. I have been lucky enough to go to uh, quite a few of the Melbourne and the Ausgroup GPs. Thankfully, because my whole family are fans, it becomes like a yearly family outing for us. However, this will be the first time that my family are not going and I am going by myself. So I was very worried because in the past um, my tickets have all been dealt with by my parents, so I was like all to do with me. It was all on my shoulders. Thankfully, I had an amazing friend who was able to grab the tickets for us and make sure we definitely got it. And we got some good spots for the weekend.
0: So, yes, I will be attending, thankfully. That's so good, honestly, because I have so when I went to Silverstone this year, it was my first time. And I met these two Australian girls there and um, they were saying to me recently how they were trying to get tickets to Melbourne, but they struggled so badly. And I saw so many videos as well. Of people like just not being able to get the tickets
1: yeah it's actually really surprising and it just kind of shows how much f1 has boomed because me and my family been going since 2015 and back then it was such a different story you did not have to buy it on the day like we started obviously with like general admission tickets and they were you know like easy to get anyone could get them you turn up it's great and even to get good spots you didn't have to be there astonishingly early um and then we moved on to getting you know, um, better seats, grandstand seats. And then I would say, it has been the the two years after COVID, 2021, my um, parents tried to get tickets again and they could not get the seats they wanted when they first logged in. Thankfully they did get seats in the end but it was not their first choice. And then the year after, that was the only year I didn't attend because I was out of the country. And then the next year, they went to get tickets and this time you could buy pre-sale tokens so that you could access them early before other people and my parents were debating about whether to get it or not and I said yeah just just go for it if if we can get it just hopefully it'll get us a better chance and then they still weren't able to get the specific tickets they wanted and I was shocked because I thought they were exaggerating the year before and then when they got the pre-sale and still couldn't get it I was like, oh my God. So this year I was very worried because it's just grown so much. I mean, obviously F1 is always big everywhere around because it tends to be the only location in one country. So even though F1 isn't massive in Australia, it's one event for the 26 million to come to. Um, But it used to even have tickets sometimes available at the box office on the day. But these last three years, maybe four, have been like so different to compare people are not getting them they are selling out on the day and it's actually become more of a concert experience and buying tickets that I I mean I know about trying to get tickets for concerts um I just never thought the F1 would be like that too
0: yeah no it is so so crazy especially with like dynamic pricing and stuff like that so last year like it was my first, so my first GP that I did was Silverstone this year. Obviously, I bought them last year. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up going for GA because it was the cheapest option. It's sort of like, I've not got a lot of money. I'm not made of money. I'm not about to buy grandstand tickets. But um, when I bought my tickets, maybe like an hour, and I was in the queue for about six or seven hours on the day that mm-hmm. they came wow. out. And I was in the queue, yeah, and it was crazy. I was actually sitting there like staring at my laptop like, come on, come on. Um, I think I maybe got my tickets like an hour, maybe two hours before my friend did and there was like about a 70 quid difference between my ticket and her ticket and we'd sort of logged on at a similar time which is where we were in the queue and the tickets shot up that much and then I remember sort of this thing they had to like stop selling them for a while because of the issues of it and then put a new sale on the next day um but I think they'd hyped up the prices slightly for the like the new sale because when my friend went on to buy them the second day they were still more expensive than what I paid it was only about by about 30 40 quid but it was still more expensive so dynamic pricing is like a bit of an issue i think when it comes to tickets and stuff like that i don't know if they had that with melbourne this year
1: see that's the crazy thing i'd heard the first time i'd heard about what dynamic pricing was was when the taylor swift tickets came on sale and people were they're were talking about how what ticket tech or ticketmaster had done in the us for that and i just went oh thank god that's not us because that's never happened in australia it's always whatever you see is what you get and then this year they did bring something in, not it wasn't called dynamic pricing, but it was in demand tickets and it was kind of like the best seats because they could figure out that these are what people want. They pretty sure is exactly what dynamic pricing is. Um, but mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, for the better grandstand seats. General Mission stayed the same price from what I could remember, but grandstand seats for the best ones, they went up um, through the process. So it's actually, it's, it's crazy. Um, I just, that's not something that. Honestly, it doesn't even happen with concerts either over here. So to see that, that shows how much is growing. But I will still say looking at Silverstone tickets, I mean, I wouldn't be getting Grandstand for Silverstone either. I looked at your general admission tickets for a weekend was pretty much the same as our Grandstand tickets for a weekend. Um, ours have slightly gone up from what they used to be. But the pricing in some of these bigger events and some of them, especially Silverstone, uh, no I could not do it I would yeah I'd be on general admission even then I'd be like I'm spending a bit too much for what I'm getting
0: no yeah so I was starting as much as I loved it and had literally the best time my whole life I felt it in my pockets so when I paid the money for that ticket I was like oh this is not like this is a lot of money and it wasn't even that much like it was a lot it was like I think I paid 219 for the weekend for the GA but I paid like maybe £10 more for Reading Festival weekend and that was like loads of artists across the weekend and I was like oh god look at it. Yeah. I know how I feel about this and then when you go it's so expensive at the track like the food and all of that I paid like £13 I think for like a few chicken tenders and some chips on like some of the days I was like oh I have to eat so it's like yeah. what can I do but I learnt my lesson I'm going to bring my own food next year so, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully it won't be an issue
1: that's crazy £219 yeah you could get a grandstand ticket for a weekend it one of the grandstands
0: over here for that much that's mental yeah that's so mental i think as well like you look at the european races as well and they're so much cheaper it's like i think yeah. i was looking at was it i think it was hungary and that's relatively cheap i think for only like maybe 100 extra pound or euro you could get like a decent grandstand in hungary yes. um where it's
1: here yeah year
0: yeah and whereas here it's like you have to pay like maybe 450 minimum for like a rate like any grandstand and it goes all the way up to sort of like 700 um and then with dynamic price and it could go even higher than that I don't know I'll find out obviously when the tickets go on sale but I'm not concerning myself with grandstands I'm not putting myself through that so yeah. I'm sticking with GA I like GA yeah oh my god because Silverstone has always
1: been on my bucket list as have like obviously Monaco and all those but looking at those prices because I looked at them last year because I was there in the UK for it and I saw them, and I went oh, okay maybe when I win the lottery it was kind of like a, it's not really going to happen uh, but luckily this year I was in the UK and I was actually working at the event with Former women. So I was there Friday and Saturday, um, which meant I didn't have to pay an arm and like, um, and I could have experienced Silverstone. So that can check that off my bucket list. And it was an amazing time.
0: No, that's so good. It's good as well. Like you can get opportunities like that. Like you don't necessarily just have to buy the tickets. Like you'll have other places that give you opportunities where you can work and do other things as well. Yeah. Um which is really, really great. Like for example, I did um, the Formula E this year <gasps> and I'm sure you pro- you probably know what it like, you, obviously you know what the Formula E is, but you probably know um, Girls On Track. Yeah. Yeah, and I did some work with them this year and meant I got to for And I'd never seen Formula E before. Like it just never really crossed my, mind. I watched it on telly a few times because I do it on channel four over here. Um, As yeah. I watched it on telly a few times, but I didn't really pay much attention to it until I kind of had the opportunity to go. And I really, really enjoyed myself and I wouldn't necessarily like gone had I not had the chance to work there and see it. And, like, next year I probably will go. Yeah,
1: Formula E is amazing. I Again, I was so happy that I've been so lucky with when I've been in the UK and when they fall that I was able to go to the e in London last year and this year. And mm. last year it was hilarious because it was through Girls on Track that I met some of the people that I now. Um, some of my closest friends and people I work with at racing roles. And it was through, like, the Girls on Track Facebook group. Someone ended up going, hey, I'm going alone to Formula E. Does anyone want to come? And I was going alone. I was like, yes. And then eventually I think, like, 30 girls were in a group chat and we all met up and some of them were working at Girls on Track. And, yeah, a couple of them we've, like, kept in touch all this time. But, yeah, it's I love what Girls on Track is doing, but I love how Formula E takes um, the girls under the wing. They've really, like, brought them into the world. So it's
0: great to see yeah no 100% I, I loved girls on track as like a group I think it's such a good idea and like over that weekend I met so many girls that were just so like lovely and like so like, you know when you just speak to someone you're just like you're great love you yeah. um and it was just these like sort of younger girls I was speaking to like who were still in like sort of the lower years of secondary school and they were like no I know exactly what I want to do I want to go into engineering or whatever it is they wanted to do and I was just clapping I was like do you know what you've got it more, more sorted out than I do and I'm like 21 years old like yeah
1: no same I talked to the younger ones and I'm just like I wish I was you at that age because then it might be easier for me right now but like I want to see them succeed so much
0: 100% 100% same and I hope they do because like especially on the um the girls on track Facebook group you see so many of the younger like carters and stuff like that put their stuff on like when they win mm-hmm. in races and like stuff like that and I'm like oh this is so cute I love it yeah
1: they're so small
0: um so now let's actually move on to what we're supposed to be talking about today. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about Singapore, um, we're going to do a little preview, go through some facts, predictions, blah 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 blah. Um, so just for anyone who maybe doesn't know about Singapore, um, doesn't know any of the facts, um, there are a couple of modifications being made this year to Singapore and the track, and um, they've made it a little bit more, I guess, racing friendly in that they've taken out a part of the track I made it into a straight so I'll get into that but it's 62 laps long it's normally 61 laps but this year it's 62 laps long uh first UP here was in 2008 it's a very 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 physical track um not only is it a street track so it can be a little bit bumpy at points but it's humid it's like what We were just talking about the heat in the UK when it's hot, but, like, yeah. another level. Like, have you seen when they do the training for this race and they're in the little treadmills in the sauna rooms? Yeah, it's it's this the work that gets put in for just this one race. It's insane. But I think
1: it's one of those great things where if anyone tries to tell me, oh, I'm like, F1 isn't a sport, they're not athletes, I'm like, you go do their training sessions for Singapore and go do what they do in Singapore, and you will backtrack on
0: every statement you've just made. 100%. I remember watching, I think it was... I think it was last year that was a video of Carlos Sainz and he was on that little exercise bike in the sauna and it was dripping with sweat and I was like I'm tired just watching you let alone like actually doing it no way like it's, it's 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 intense on another level and obviously all of the tracks are hard but Singapore brings that extra level of like physical ability I suppose to be able to do it so 100% like bow down to them on, that, on this weekend in particular because um, I always think, like, it's hot already when you're driving. But imagine it being in humid. I think I'd pass out. Like, I think I'd actually just collapse.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like when you're driving your car in summer, you get in and it's, like, all heat. And then you, like, crack down the windows or you put the air caught on. Mm. Like, they cannot do that. They are just running full speed and they're, like, exerting themselves. It's it's hot. They're working their arms, their legs. Like, you see other races. There are times where a driver will win and come out and they don't really look, like, it doesn't look like there's a drop of sweat on them. Obviously, it's still hard. But they're able to stand it but there has not been like a single time where someone's come out of Singapore and looked fine they all come out sweaty and ready to just guzzle down like a liter of water and sit down and just
0: probably take a nap I bet like when they get out of the car in Singapore like they just think of that perfect drink of water like ice cold you want to complete like you know when you're out in the sun all day and you want to just down a gallon of water yeah. I have I bet it's like, so satisfying yeah like their
1: water like i, I the water that they get in the cold down room i'm actually so envious of that because i'll be watching a race and i'll see that and i would I-, I probably have to move that whole like two hours if i see that one like, <laughs> i could go for a crisp bottle of water right now like that that water yeah. they get looks amazing
0: yeah especially when you know the feeling as well like when you're hot and you have that water it's just like oh that's so nice I imagine it's probably 20 times more satisfying for them yeah after like doing that for two hours and then especially with with singapore as well it- it's not like unlikely that it goes over the time limit because we have delays and safety cars a lot in Singapore. So sometimes it's longer than they even expect it to be. Yeah. And then yeah, it's great. Um, but as I kind of mentioned a minute ago, the track's been modified this year. Um, so there were twenty-three corners. There are now nineteen corners this year in the third sector of the track. Or that the um corner reduction is centered in the third sector of the track. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's turned sixteen to nineteen that have now been made into a straight. So I want to know what are your thoughts on Singapore? Do you like it as a circuit, or do you not like it so much?
1: Oh, I I like it, but also don't like it at the same time. I like it is one of my bucket list items to be able to go and see because it's one of those amazing like street circuits under the lights. So like, who doesn't want to go and mm. see a race under the lights? And being a Sebastian Vettel fan, Singapore has a place in my heart because it's like I said, is the king of Singapore." But mm-hmm. if I look at it from an actual motorsport point of view and the fact that Seb's not on the grid anymore, it is kind of boring if it is one of those because it is a street circuit and not much passing can happen other than, say, a first corner incident kind of thing. So, unless there are incidents, which I will never pray for, it is not, it, it can be quite a boring race just as any other street circuit can be um so it's a bit of a mixed bag it is one of those races where the thought of it what's happened in the past and how cool it is it's kind of like a monaco the others like the history side to it the track itself it's all cool but then if you think about the actual race not so much i am very much looking forward to saturday though i will say it will give us a spectacular qualifying day
0: yeah i was going to kind of say that it kind of reminds me a little bit of Monaco, in that it's one of those races where it's like the racing itself isn't always great, but it's sort of like the history and like the actual vibes of the circuit and stuff like that is kind of what gives it the brownie points. Yeah, because you have other street circuits that you know you don't really necessarily have that, but it's it's tracks like this and Monaco that have that little extra edge that kind of people will forgive it if it's not a great race because it's got and I think it's the night race aspect of it that makes it yep, definitely so cool kind of being like one of its kind like I, I wouldn't go I would love to go. I want to go to Singapore anyway because I just think it's such a cool country like the airport in Singapore is so cool I always see like clips and videos of that they got like a butterfly garden or something now oh, I'm completely yeah, it's, wrong
1: it's, it's basically its own city that's that airport. wow my um my grandparents are actually coming over to Oz I think two weeks maybe less and they're coming via Singapore so they're in Singapore airport and they chose the longer layover so that they could explore the airport and they've been watching videos and writing notes so that they can explore and I'm like you know what I am jealous I would go to Singapore just for the airport.
0: I think if I ever went to Australia I'd probably do like a long long layover in Singapore as well. Definitely like you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> um. And then when it comes to like those track changes, do you, what do you think about that? So do you think that's going to help with the racing? Or do you think it's not really going to make too much of a difference?
1: I can't lie. I haven't actually looked at it, so I'm not too sure about it. However, I will say I'm happy for anything that kind of attempts it because you can take a couple of corners out and that doesn't mean you're going to get a nurse, like a big difference, but I don't think anyone is expecting a big difference. Um, I've, I think it's great that F1 is still taking some sort of initiative to try and change, so I'm, I'm happy that they're kind of doing something for it. Um, I feel like no matter what you do, sometimes these street circuits are just going to be a street circuit. There's just not much, especially with how the cars are. They're quite wide anyway, so even if they've changed uh, the track a bit, have they widened it, or is it the same narrow because then it's, it's hard anyway? And then Max is going to be far down the grid anyway that no one's going to be able to overtake him no matter what the layout. <laughs> so, um, But I guess the midfielder have had some close battles. It's just we've seen them try and change tracks in the past and sometimes it works well and sometimes it gives us a DRS tra- a train or sometimes it's just wishful thinking. So I guess we'll see how it pans out really.
0: Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree in that. Like the width is a big Thing coming into Singapore, I think some people probably look at that and think, oh, like a, a straight and like that's really cool. And there's like a DRS set zone on that section as well, so we might see some good overtaking. But if it's not wide enough to fit two cars, it's not really going to make that much of a difference.
1: Yeah. So
0: it it will be interesting to kind of see how that kind of plays out. And I think you're right as well with the Saturday this year. I think the Saturday is going to be really good. Um. I think people have like kind of kicked into gear after the summer break. You've seen a lot more people kind of be like I think getting more confident. I think the rookies as well have gotten a lot more confident. So I am interested to see how they tackle Singapore with it being a more of a difficult track. And I also read that like the Red Bull drivers are kind of like downplaying the weekend. They're like, Oh, like I don't know if we're gonna do well. And it's like, shut up. They sound just like Mercedes did after like three years
1: of dominance and no sign of stopping.
0: But you have this every every single weekend. Like Max will sit in the car and he'll be like, "Oh, like there's something wrong with the car." And then the next time you look at him, it's like a ten-second gap. Yeah,
1: it's the same thing as Lewis when he used to be. Oh, my tires are dead and fastest lap of the race. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: great. <laughs> Literally, it's like it works for teams that like aren't Red Bull, like sort of trying to like pull a double bluff. Like, like, oh, yeah, I am not sure if it's fear and people underestimate them. But you can't do that as Red Bull. <laughs> it's just laughable at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. If we have a little, like, reflection on last year, I think last year is one of those anomaly races in Singapore where so much happened. It's like, you, as much as you don't want drivers to DNF and crash, it's kind of like you kind of think, oh, that would be nice. Like, I don't mind. So just as, like, a re- remembrance, what am I thinking of? <laughs> What's the word I'm thinking of? It's yeah. like a, yes, yeah, a recap. <laughs> a recap of uh, what we saw. So last year, Perez won. He had Leclerc and signs on the podium with him. There was a rain delay last year. We had six DNFs. And one particular moment in that race, which I always love, and I'm not, like, necessarily a Max Verstappen fan. I do like him, but I'm a Carlos Sainz girl. But the moment when he looked up and then he made that save as he came up, I was like, I had to stand up and clap. I was like, wow, that is incredible. I could, no, no way could I ever do that. Obviously not, I'm not a racing driver, but I was the standard. But last year's race, so much happened. Could we, do you think that's, like, in Singapore, it's, like, wishful thinking for that to happen again, or...? Is it sort of like, oh, we might have to get, I don't know, it's kind of difficult to predict, obviously, but I think with, like, there being three rookies on the grid, the, tra- the track being narrow, there isn't really much room for error. Mm-hmm. What do you kind of think the chances are of something like that happening at Gengar this year?
1: Well, I feel like it does tend to happen at Singapore a bit. I mean, we had, correct me if I'm wrong, I could, like, my memory is not great, but I feel like that was also the race where we had Seb and Kimmy and Max and three of them trying to go into the corner, and it basically just took, all three of them out, or at least Seb was definitely out, and Kimi. I believe mm. that was first corner Singapore. So there are there are other instances where incidents happen. So I am definitely I am going to say that we are quite. It is quite likely that we're going to have a turn one, uh, corner one. Was it turn one lap one incident? <laughs> yeah. And um, also with the rookies, I guess Sergeant, I am a little worried. I feel like also it being. Obviously, he hasn't been there before, but it's being a new track, anything he may have known previously. But I think also with it being a different layout might mean that we don't have to just think about the rookies being the ones to make the incidents. There are a chance it could be some of the ones that have been around because they've technically never done this track before, if you think about it. So I think this, and if this is obviously making for a longer straight, that means they're taking more speeds into the next corner. So I feel like we're going to get a safety car uh yeah um obviously for anything dangerous but incidents can happen without you know any injuries which i think will happen
0: yeah i think i'm pretty sure i read something somewhere where like there's not been a race in singapore a safety car's not been brought out in some capacity so statistically speaking there's (laughs) going to be one yeah like following that kind of trend but i think as well i think We had a couple of races the last few weeks where we've seen in qualifying drivers you'd expect to go into q3 being knocked out in like q2 especially lewis It's happened a couple of times i think i think with this weekend we could see something similar i think some of the ones we expect to go into q3 could be knocked out early just in terms of like with the track being new the conditions being the way they are i think we might have some you know unexpected eliminations
1: it, I think it depends. I feel like the ones we've had some unexpected have been with the new format where they've had to use the mm. and the soft. I think other than that, it's been pretty standard, I guess. You could say that the uh, both Red Bulls oh, – well, actually, mm, that's the thing. Perez hasn't always done it yet. It, I think it's it's been a bit topsy-turvy just because you kind of would think if Max is the fastest, Perez should also be up there, but there have been times yeah. where Perez just hasn't done it, so that has been a little bit – um, no one suspects it's kind of about to happen and then it does um, I feel like also I guess with it being Singapore and being such a hard track for qualifying yes it could mix it up because it is very much you have to get it perfect the walls are just there and I can't lie we have a couple of people on the grid who have hit the wall and uh, uh, quite a number of times so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I think it uh, it could mess up and I also think we've got the midfielders quite close these days at the start of the season they were very close and I feel like they kind of separated a bit towards the mid-season towards like the end of the halfway break and now after this last one I think they're coming together again and um so I think there is a chance that there are going to be a, a couple of mishaps I feel like the bottom five tend to be the same most weekends but the top five yeah. can yeah switch up quite a lot uh, and you're right Lewis has been one of those my family are big Lewis supporters and they are very much not happy with these past couple of qualifyings especially with George being higher place so they're they're a bit worried
0: yeah it's a valid concern to have and I think as well it is Monday so we have you know another four or five days before we get started but from what I've seen there is a chance of rain on the Saturday and the Sunday mm-hmm. from what I've read um it's during the day so it might not necessarily affect it if it's sort of more evening sessions but we could have even like a wet track or a slightly damp track which could have some sort of an impact but from what I've read there is a chance of rain so that could obviously also affect it as well what are your kind of thoughts on like wet races?
1: I love uh mixed condition races Mm. I'm a bit iffy when it comes to wet just because I I'm just I get yeah I get very stressed and I get very worried and about safety because i'm very much like uh i know we have wet tires but if they can't see they shouldn't be racing so yeah 100 on the top of that it's also the fact that because i know they shouldn't be racing i want a red flag or a delay but then that means i need to sit around for a delay which isn't great so i like mixed condition races where we get A dry to wet or a wet to dry or even multiple literally like the last race we had was the last one one
0: before that was i I think zanville was when it was a bit like that
1: that's right dutch the dutch gp that was basically Mm. perfect um i know we did have a red flag in the middle but that's fine because that's when it's not just like even when it's wet obviously they there's a little bit of a switch up because who's the better wet driver it kind of equalizes things but a wet to dry not only equalizes, but makes things chaotic too, because strategy becomes such a big play of it. And then the skill of who's going to come in first, who's going to stay out, is it do you stay out, do you stay in, uh, do you go to the wets, do you go to the softs, uh, who's going to do a good pit stop, is it going to be a double stack? Like there just become so many more options that can switch up the game. That Honestly, it's one of those where you're like, okay, anyone can come second because again, Max will still somehow manage to come first even if yeah. <laughs> it throws everything else into a race. So I love a mixed conditions race.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, like you you kind of mentioned the tyres and stuff, it does put a lot more pressure on the teams and the strategists to kind of get things right. When we saw it in Zandvoort, some of the teams just made some bad calls. And it affected, like McLaren, for example, was a good example of that in Danforth, where it just affected their race because of bad calls being made by the teams. I don't know, like, I, I definitely
1: agree. I mean, I felt like, I'm a Williams, Williams is my team, and they kept Alex out on those softs for 40 laps. He didn't even come in yeah. the Inters. I was like, what is happening? How has everyone else gone on to intermediates? A wet tyre, because it is wet, and you have kept someone out on the slicks. I don't even know how he kept the car on track, but yeah, no, I- Neither
0: do I. Ugh. I bet, like, well, all I can picture is like, you know in Mean Girls when Regina George is like running into her room screaming, I can <laughs> imagine that inside <laughs> Alex's head. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. She's like, not like a It's totally valid because I bet he was sitting there thinking what the hell is going on? Like, but he did a great job. So yeah. full, full credit to Alex for that. Um. So in terms of obviously the setup of Singapore, with it being sort of a more high downforce track, we have some cars that have sort of done really well in these tracks. Other cars are not so good. The cars sort of looking good through corners are so probably the most likely to do better here. Um, so for me personally, I'd kind of expect maybe Aston Martin to do a bit better this weekend. They've been quite good in like low speed corners. I think overall, I think maybe Mercedes and McLaren with the right setup would be quite competitive. What do you? Who do you kind of think is going to do better? Who do you kind of think is going to do not so good, just kind of based on the cars?
1: Well, I'd say, obviously, we had from Monza, which is kind of a switch up with the long straights and being favouring, you know, the cars with the um, high speed. So Ferrari did quite well and we had the Williams doing well. So I kind of expect them not to do as well this weekend, which hurts my heart a little bit, because I would love to see Alex get through again. But I also think because of it being such a skilled, the track, it kind of equalizes a little bit, but it's still going to be very much on the cars, so I I'm still going to obviously Red Bull is still very much should be doing well this is mm-hmm. their kind of track um, I've got to say yeah, I'm going to stick with Williams and Ferrari not doing as well as they have in the past hopefully Aston can get back up there they have had their moments and then they not had their moments so this would be a great one for them to come back and kind of show that they still have a car that works and they can get up there so it would be great to see it from them um I'm not sure about McLaren because obviously they bring in they've brought in those upgrades that worked wonders for them so it'll be interesting to see if it works for them this weekend so yeah I'm kind of more on the um I think Alpine might be one that could work too because they did not they really did not do good at Monza so I'm hoping that this week and will be better for them. So I'm going to hold out for Aston to hopefully turn it around, Red Bull to still do, as they always have Ferrari to not be as up there as they were in Monza. I don't think we're going to get a reshow of that. And then, not sure about McLaren, maybe Alpine up there too.
0: Yeah, I think Alpine's a good shout as well. Obviously, we had Ocon do quite well in Monaco. So in terms of street tracks or sort of set up like that, I think that they'll probably maybe have a little bit of a boost there. Um, obviously, it will depend if, you know, anyone ends up bringing upgrades or anything like that um but I definitely agree with Ferrari and Williams and we've seen Williams do really well in straight lines this year. like they've had a real big boost there but obviously in tracks like Monza that's like what it's all about when you go from something like Monza to something like this like it's gonna be a bit of whiplash I think especially for Ferrari and the fans like Ferrari, I'm, I'm a Ferrari fan so oh, no, is no. <laughs> <laughs> <It's, it's> rough <laughs> um I think coming into this weekend, I don't expect really. I'm putting my expectations on the floor, yeah. so anything above that is like a positive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I love that. Set expectations low so that they can be broken. I'm so for that.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I do that every weekend anyway. I just kind of thought I, I said my so when I was doing my monster um like kind of predictions, I didn't even like put them on a podium. I was like, no, I can't even give them a podium because like if I expect them to get a podium, I'm just kind of, like ruined my life and then especially with me being like a Carlos science fan specifically it was just even sweet oh my god it was great. It must
1: have been tense as hell during that race
0: i was sweating in every single part of my body i can't even describe <laughs> it to you <laughs> i was
1: doing a watch along on live and for half the race if someone was watching me it was just me watching from in between like my fingers i had my hands covering my face and i'm not even yeah. a ferrari fan a science fan but that had me like I was like come on Carlos like I wanted that so bad for him but it was just like you just see each place be taken Max overtaking him but he held him back for so long and then Sergio eventually getting past him and then Charles it was like there was no time to breathe but it was so it was such a good race.
0: It made me feel so stupid as well because I really misinterpreted that radio message for Charles at the end when they sort of said like no risk like you can go racing I didn't interpret it like as it was meant to be in terms of like don't crash basically the way that I heard it was like there's nothing wrong like your, your tires are fine the car's fine like you can go ahead and I was like what how dare they like what do they do I was so angry and then I realized what they meant and I was like careful okay, it's stupid
1: now oh no I mean I don't blame you for thinking for I said that though with like how they've been in the past I wouldn't be surprised if they did come on and say that
0: no neither would I that's why I was kind of like I was like do you know what They're the type of team like if Shaw had been behind and like maybe this is controversial I don't know but if Charles had been in front, sorry, would they have said to Carlos he could race, or would it be a matter of, like, whole position? I don't know, like, I have my personal biases there.
1: I completely agree with you, because the minute when signs got polled, the first thing I noticed was the fact that, like, there was four people from his team congratulating him.
0: And Mm -hmm.
1: I was like, is this, like, a Monza thing? They not allowed them in or something? But, like, and even Carlos didn't seem that happy himself. Like, there was no, like, he did that little stand on top of the car, but he took forever to take his helmet off. He didn't go and jump into them, like, It just felt muted, and I was like, where is the team? And it was kind of like, obviously, we've had this thing go around on, like, Twitter or TikTok, everywhere, of people just being like, Ferrari favor Charles, which, you know what, it's not a secret in terms of Charles is their number one driver, that's fine, but it's more like they personally, like, favor him and don't show Carlos the same amount of, like, love, And which is a little different, because it doesn't matter if you have a number one, number two driver, you still have two sides of a garage, and it doesn't, like, your number two drivers still get the love, from the team, if they win something, there's still so much celebrating and all this. But it just feels like the time that Carlos has had it—it's been like short. And this one, again, I was like, "Oh, is this another moment? Like, it's in Monza. Come on, celebrate one of the Reds."
0: Yeah, it, it brings you back to Silverstone last year. Like, I feel I know the stakes are slightly different last year, but it's still like, it's your driver's first win. Why is there no one there? But like, why am I seeing more McLaren mechanics and more Red Bull mechanics celebrating him than people from Ferrari? that's where I was sort of like oh don't like that yeah and uh, like I say like back to Singapore as much as it pains me to say I just don't think that either of them are necessarily going to have the best weekend here but I think I think sometimes drivers need to be realistic and some weekends say no they're not going to have the best time it's just like try your best and whatever happens kind of happens yeah um but obviously some of the Ferrari fans are so intense it's like if they do anything wrong they're going to get like hate mail so yeah (laughs) I don't know like whatever happens, happens. So we're going to throw around some predictions now. I've got a couple of little categories, um, and I'm going to write these predictions down. So then, when the race happens, I'm going to reflect. Um, So we'll begin with, and and I'll let you go first for these. No, why not? Guess first. Um, For the podium, what would your predictions be? It Doesn't have to be in order. Just who, what three do you think will be on the podium?
1: Oh God, I hate predictions because I, I, I brutally because I'm so like I want to get it right. I always get them so wrong because I start. what i want instead of what i think but i can do this okay max is gonna oh hang on no oh okay max is on the podium and Mm -hmm. oh lando's on the podium okay lewis
0: okay that's really interesting i love it though
1: anything behind it no no that's so (laughs) valid
0: so, I've gone for Max in the podium mm-hmm. for some reason, and this is based on absolutely no logic whatsoever. I feel as though Perez might be up there this weekend, I don't yeah. know why, I just kind of have a gut feeling. And then I've also put Alonso on the podium this weekend
1: because eye you eye know, eye that. yeah,
0: why not? Like, why not? I don't see any reason why not. That would be great. Um. Okay, interesting. It's like a Silverstone rerun, is what you're looking at.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I've just oh my god, I just remembered, yeah, Sergio is called like the King of Street circus Alright,
0: I'm not gonna change it because
1: chances are I'll change it then I was right the first time, but <laughs> <laughs> with with Terrace.
0: Okay, you're locked in. Yeah. Um in terms of say I mean, this one's a pretty easy one. We spoke about this earlier. Um safety cars, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, same. I, I think it's pretty inevitable to be honest. I and mean, we've not even looked at the weekend yet, but this is gonna happen. This one's a bit of a more difficult question, Uh-oh. and obviously, you don't want to necessarily predict this. But in terms of DNFs, do you think there'll be a DNF? And if you could put a number prediction on it, what would you go with? I would say yes. And mm-hmm.
1: it's weird because this year I've actually thought there would be more DNFs than they have sometimes. Because when I was watching, there used to be like an average of five, but these days sometimes mm. they're not as good. Oh, what should we go to Singapore? but
0: they're choosing and they're actually quite well behaved let's go with four okay four nice i've gone with i think three out of three so around the same sort of mark yeah i think if we're going to get them we're going to get more than one um poll who do you think is getting poll oh, uh, oh, okay you know what i have to just go back. i mean i don't have to but yeah <laughs> I've gone with Max as well. It feels boring to predict Max, but it's kind of like, if you want to get one right, like, yeah, nice for Max? <laughs> like... <laughs> and the last one, I want a bold prediction. So something that, you know, is a bit outlandish, but you think could happen. I'll give you mine first. So this is based on absolutely no logic whatsoever. When I wrote this down, this is the first thing that came into my brain. And again, I say like, no logic for this whatsoever. I think an Alfa Romeo will be in the points. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, well, with how much carnage
1: there is, or we're, we're like hoping there might be, there, there's a chance they can it's good up there. I will say, oh, oh but this would be tough.
0: Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> on the spot. Liam Lawson points. Oh, okay. that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love, that. I love Liam Lawson. Honestly, I, I do I I love that he's
1: there. Do I exactly like how he got there? Not specifically. I'm not even well. About yeah, the thing. It's more about the Nick thing. But either way, I hope he rocks his shot uh, like rocks his shot and he's there next season too.
0: Yeah, I wanna get like live lovely and Lawson tops. Oh my god. I'm and awesome. sell them. I'm so tempted to do it. Well, I thought of it last week and I was like, That's so perfect. I'm live sure lovely and lawson that will buy it. I'm
1: yeah. being one of them.
0: Do you know what I'm going to do? It's a new business enterprise me. Live, love, Liam Lawson. Okay, so just as a, a um, recap of those, you've gone with Max Lando-Lewis on the podium, mm-hmm. yes to safety cars, four DNFs, uh, Max pole and Liam Lawson in the points for your predictions. Yeah. I've gone for Max Perez-Alonso, yes to safety cars, three DNFs, Max on pole and Alpha Romeo in the points for my predictions. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there.
1: Uh, oh, I I... The thing is, every time I kind of think we're in for an interesting race, it ends up not being. So, fingers crossed, this isn't one of the moments I'm going to knock on wood right now. And it's haven't broken, it will be an interesting race.
0: I kind of thought the same with like Miami. I, I hyped up Miami so much in my head as I think like, Miami's be wicked, and then it was just like the worst i ever I really did not enjoy that. So, maybe I shouldn't hype it. I think it's going to be a really boring race this weekend. I think it's going to be like nothing's going to happen. Gonna be same old, same old. If I say that, then maybe something interesting will happen. It's
1: gonna be a Red Bull one, two, they're gonna be 30 seconds. Yeah. It's gonna be clean race, no safety cars, no nothing.
0: <laughs> I think tonight before I go to bed, I'm gonna write in my journal, like I'm gonna do <laughs> like lines and manifest it. So that's kind of it for our kind of preview this weekend. Um I'm really excited for the weekend. I'm gonna be so real, like as much as we just had this conversation about how you shouldn't hire up races, I'm gonna <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm really excited for Singapore. I love Singapore. I think the the night time of it makes it really interesting. The physical of ne- physicalness of it makes it really interesting. So I'm interested yeah. to see how it goes. I think it'll be good.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Again, we said we wouldn't, but yeah, no, it should be it's Singapore. <laughs> like either way, Saturday will definitely be. If Sunday isn't, oh well. But you know what? We live. We live through it. Saturday was, you know, that was enough.
0: Um, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm really like. Grateful that you came on. No
1: worries, thank you for having me. I love talking about motorsport; it's like all I do. I hope
0: you enjoyed yourself because I had a great time. I really did. So that was my little chat with Shanna. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a great time. I really, really enjoyed having a little sitting down, having a little chit chat with someone I've never spoken to before. It was really nice. Um, as I say, I've got more guests coming on within the next few weeks, and yeah, I just, I I just love speaking to people. This is really, really fun for me. Um, again, as I say, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, you know the drill. Um. Leave some feedback in the little feedback box. You can leave a rating. You can follow it so it tells you when I post a new one. Blah, 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 blah. I say every single week so you guys probably know by now. But anyway, just in case you're new. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's basically it from me today. Um, well, it is it from me. This not basically is It is it from me today. So yeah, have a fabulous week. Enjoy the race. And we'll speak next week.